received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC 295 edition of Gamble's Bout Business Podcast. We always like to begin the podcast by thanking loyal listeners worldwide who tune in to the Bout Business podcast as well. Our early review of opening lines podcast, the Sneak Teep podcast. Our single point of focus in producing these podcasts for you is simply to derive profit from UFC events. The Sneak Teep podcast dropping Monday across all podcast platforms is simply an opening line observation for the week. The last two weeks we've done it, we've uncovered a couple of releases. Two weeks ago, Angela Hill plus 110, she cashed. This week, the Diego Lopez position that was 115 earlier in the week is now plus 100. Sneak Teep in conjunction with Bout Business have one thing in mind, deriving profit from UFC events. On January 1, the Gamblue Bout Business podcast will be available only on the gamblue.com webpage. For more information, please just go to gamblue.com and check the daily blog. All the instructions are there. Five events remain in 2023. Favorites in the UFC are hitting at 64.5%. That's a couple of notches above the 62, 62 and a half we're used to seeing. That said, it's about three or four points below the 67 and a half or so percent that favorites ran last year. The Bout Business Podcast. 95 and 87. We're up 32.19 units after sweeping the board last week. 18% return on investment, an average win of 125. Those are solid numbers, and we're going to try and manicure them just a little bit better, a little bit higher, a little bit more profitable these last five cards. Now, understand last week, the profits could have been a little bit better. However, we had to take the Dalby Bonfim starts to parlay down to a single position because the Rebecca, as soon as the podcast last week was published, Rebecca's fight came off the card. So we had to move down to a one-team play on Bonfim and Dalby. If some of your numbers are crisscrossed, that's where we got to the 32-19. Future positions, Covington 
is the only future position we hold outside of a parlay coming into Benoit Saint-Denis in this card. And so with housekeeping all cleaned up and business performed, let's move right into UFC 295 and round one. I'm very tempted in some of these early fights. I like the South Korean fighter, Kang, a little bit against Castaneda, but we're not gonna take him. I like Jared Gordon against Marco Madsen. I'm gonna pass on that one as well. And I really like this Slava clause against the Longo Sara fighter, Sadikov, Nazim. Nazim, if he wrestles Slavikov the whole fight, he'll win. I don't think he can wrestle the whole fight. I think he's gonna choose to stand with him and that'll be maybe a mistake. Where I will go for round one is to the ladies strawweights, Lupita Godinez taking on Tabitha Ricci. Mexico against Brazil. I like this fight for each gal. What's interesting about it is in most fights, Lupe Godinez is giving away size. In this fight, she's actually an inch taller. Interesting that she'll be of similar size, which is very unusual for her. And I'm gonna say the same thing about Tabitha Ricci. Ricci never gets to fight anybody her same size. So for each of these two gals, I can see them salivating to get at one another. Uh, Gadina is really wrestling base, but a boxer, and she's got that tough Mexican background, and she's training in the same gym as the champions, and so she's got that very, very deep-running Mexican pride carrying her and her momentum into this fight against the Brazilian Ricci, who, in my opinion, might be the more athletic, fighter. I think she's the fighter that's shown me more improvement. I like her body of work. And I think that this fight, based on similar ground games and maybe Gadinez having slightly better stand-up, should be lined close to pick them. Maybe Gadinez minus 120. Gadinez opened minus 170. She's now minus 180. The return on Tabitha Ricci, which is where we're going, at plus 150. Now, the total in this fight, over two and a half, minus 425. So clearly we're looking at a competitive decision here. If we take Ricci plus the 150, I think it's a safer play than trying to enumerate her just via decision, because I do believe with Gadinez's aggression, she could charge into something and maybe Ricci gets a hold of her neck or finds an arm. Round one, one unit, Tabitha Ricci plus 150. Now let's move into round two. Round two. We're going to go Brazil against Australia in this dandy. Yeah, and I think this is the main event of the prelims. And we're at the flyweights, men where we have Steve Ersig, the Australian, going to fight Alessandro Costa, the Brazilian. All week long, I've been kind of focused on Ersig. Boy, he's four or five inches taller, and he's got a couple inches of reach. Astro boy, as, he, as they call him, he's a sub guy. And uh, he's coming in off a decent decision against a guy named Dvorak that raised an eyebrow. Dvorak's a good, solid 
better than journeyman fighter in the men's flyweight division. So Ursig comes in with a little momentum, but he is the traveler. And he faces another traveler, Brazilian Costa, who comes in off a win against Jimmy Flick. And in that win, we saw Costa display explosion, power, durability, and lethal bludgeoning leg kicks, which I think is foundational in his fight if he's going to have any success against this long, tall string bean of an Australian, Steve Ersig. This fight opens Ersig minus 200. That's where it sits right now. The return on Costa plus 165. Costa's loss to Albazi, I almost take as a badge of honor. I think this kid with his explosion, with his power, and with a plan can upset the Australian here. We just got to worry a little bit if this thing is competitive in the third round. Costa has shown himself to tucker a little bit. Let's hope he's solved his gas problems because in round two, we're going to take the Brazilian, Alessandro Costa, plus 165 for one unit. Now let's move into round three. In round three, maybe the best fight of the quarter, meaning the last five, six cards. We got lightweights, Benoit Saint-Denis, currently minus 220 or a little better, minus 225, against Matt the Steamroller Frivola, fighting out a Longo Weidman in Long Island. He's going to be there amongst his people, fighting in his backyard. And make no mistake about it, Frivola loves the chip. And the chip is that he's always an underdog, that nobody gives him a chance. He's fought coming into this fight, knocked out three guys, and he's still a plus 200 underdog. And, and it pisses him off. It pisses his gym off. And it motivates Frivola. And Frivola will be competitive in this, what I call a military brawl, because Frivola is a veteran of the Army, and, and he still serves to some capacity. While on the other side, his opponent, Benoit Saint-Denis, is from the French Foreign Legion. This guy's just completely socked with judo, toughness, durability, a granite chin, but he does get hit. This is going to be a firefight. When the bell for this round one rings, these two guys are going to charge at each other like old knights on the horse with those long swords that are going right after each other. These guys are going to go get after it from the beginning. Total, one and a half, lined 135 to the under. I don't know that we're going to get to the middle of the second round here because these guys are going to have an old-fashioned throwdown. Round three, we took St. Denis last week, if we'll remember, with Mark Diacasey. Diacasey 190, St. Denis then minus 205, one unit returns 126. We'll be happy to hold St. Denis plus 126 rolling into this fight in round three against Matt Frivola. This is going to be a great fight. Do not miss it. Now let's work ourselves into round four. In round four, we have the fight that we discussed in detail on the Sneak Teep podcast Monday. Yes, and it is featherweights 
Pat Sabatini out of Philly fighting the Brazilian shipping Diego Lopez. Sabatini, tough, gritty, durable, gas for weeks. And I'll say durable again, but with a caveat in the clinch against the fence on the floor. Where Sabatini isn't so durable is standing up. He's singularly dimensioned. He's a great grappler, submission wrestler, but he's awkward on the feet, improving, and he's very, very stiff and doesn't take a shot very well, asked Damon Jackson a couple fights ago. This fight opens minus 110 apiece, and I think that's probably a fair indication of each man's capability. Now, Lopez comes in two inches the taller man, three years younger at 29, and he'll have leg and arm reach advantages of two and three inches respectively. I believe on the ground he can match everything Sabatini's going to throw at him, but the difference in these two athletes occurs when they're on the feet, and this is where the fight's going to start. The fight starts on the feet, advantage Lopez in my opinion, and Sabatini is going to have to figure a way to be able to penetrate and get inside on Lopez without taking severe damage on his way in. Meanwhile, Lopez knows exactly what's coming, and it's knees, elbows, and straight shots right to the grill of Sabatini on his way in. This should be a fascinating fight, especially since these two are so gifted on the ground I don't think it's going to go there. If it does, I'll be fascinated to watch these two roll. But they'll roll only insofar as Lopez can get back up and put a painting on Sabatini on his way in. Round four, Lopez earlier in the week, plus 115. If you're shopping now, he's plus 100 or plus 105. That's still a buy. Diego Lopez in round four plus 105 or better. Now let's move into round five. In round five, we're going to play a, a funky little parlay, and I'm shopping primarily between Caesars, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Bet Online. So if you only have one or two resources, please, people, get one or two more if you can. Otherwise, just be able to shop because this is. We're going to parlay a couple of props here. Round five, parlay at DraftKings. Pavlovich Aspinall starts round two, plus 110. I absolutely disagree with a one and a half with the under minus 215. I don't think Aspinall is going to shoot his wad early. I think rather there's going to be respect shown via Aspinall, and he's going to use movement, and evasive measures to take this bull into the second round. Pavlovich, meanwhile, I, I don't see him getting wild. I see respect via both fighters, and I think that this fight gets to round two quite easily. That said, plus 110 is a good enough price. Let's hope we can get this co-main event, Pavlovich Aspinall, into round two because we're going to take that plus 110 and we're going to take it into Pereira Prochaska in the main event. That fight starts round two is minus 250. Again, I think Pereira will be measured, utilize distance, 
and he surely knows he may want to take a little steam explosion and vigor away from Prochaska, the wild flamboyant striker, especially early in this fight. A parlay, Pavlovich Aspinall starts two, priced at plus 110, together with Pereira Prochaska starts round two, priced at minus 250, is a plus 195. We'll put a unit on that and stand behind the props in round five, one unit to win 195 on the parlay just released. That's all we have for this week. I look for a little bit more depth next week in our releases. Hope you enjoy the fights. Good luck and let's cash some tickets. been locked into Gamblu's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh! Oh! that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.